Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. We've got a bowl palooza of sorts today on the College Football Daily. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 8th. My name is Trey Scott, about to be joined by Brad Crawford, National College Football Writer for 24 7 Sports and our bowl junkie. Brad does bowl projections, predictions all year round, and just had his uh, his Christmas came, came early on Sunday when all the bowls were finally announced. And now we've got Brad to join us to draft the best bowl games of the year, the best non-college football playoff bowl games of the year to make that very clear. Do not need any Michigan and Georgia fans wondering where the, uh, the Orange Bowl is here. So... This works. I don't know who Brad's choosing. Brad doesn't know who I'm choosing, but we each have our big board of the best bowl games to watch that we will make time to watch and absolutely have to watch. And we're each going to pick five games and we're going to let Brad go first because he's the guest. Here's Brad Crawford. Brad Crawford joins the bowl draft. Wanted to find a fun way to talk about the bowl games. Brad, without further ado, you're on the clock with the first pick. It's exciting, man. Number one overall pick, I'm going to Pasadena, California, Utah, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. This one, in my opinion, has all the trimmings of a fantastic matchup as long as the Buckeyes show up motivated with the full deck of players. That's that's kind of the biggest question to me. You know, are we going to see guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave suit up for Ohio State? You know, how much of that sting surrounding the Michigan loss is going to affect this group? But on the other side, man, you've got a red-hot Utah team playing his best football of the season. Without question, the Utes are going to be ready defensively for this game to kind of combat what Ohio State brings. So Cam Rising, really fun player to watch if you've had a chance to see him this season. So Rose Bowl is my number one pick outside the playoff. A lot of red. And Brad, the the opt-outs and the unknown here makes this tough. But even if there's no Alave or there's no Garrett Wilson, we still get Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we still yep. get a, a glimpse at the next, the next fleet. Yep. Of, of the Ohio State receivers, like a Julian Fleming, too. So I like that. That was actually who I had as my first pick. But yeah, uh, I'll go with my next one. For my first pick, this might surprise you. Not sure if it will. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Michigan State versus Pitt on the night of De- uh, December 30th. Uh, the total is 63 and a half, Brad. We're going to have a lot of points. Everyone talked about how Michigan State cannot play any passing defense when they played Ohio State a few weeks ago. And we saw that come, come to fruition. And now they play Kenny Pickett. Despite losing his offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, earlier today, he won't coach in the bowl game. But Kenny Pickett coming off a trip to New York as a Heisman finalist versus a guy in Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, the running back, who should have been a Heisman finalist. So we're going to have a lot of points here. I don't know if I said it yet. The total 63 and a half. It should be a lot of fun in Atlanta. That is a fun one. My second pick is Penn State versus Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. I did not I have Ar- that. I, yeah. I, Brad, I didn't have that one on my board. Tell me why. 
there's going to be several more that you don't have on your board, I can assure you. But yeah, man, I I think Arkansas, you know, looking what the Hogs were able to accomplish in year two under Sam Pittman, I mean, it's truly special. One of college football's best stories, really, that sort of got lost in November amid the playoff race and the coaching carousel. You know, he was able to take what amounts to a dormant program in the SEC West, finish eight and four against the toughest schedule in college football, not to mention the Hogs played Bama, you know, wire to wire in Tuscaloosa and the top seed in the final four. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team kind of brings to the Outback Bowl in Tampa and to see if they can get their ninth win against what's really been an up and down Penn State team this season. I think aesthetically too, Brad, that's just going to be a nice looking game on the television. Yeah. Do you, do we want Penn State in their whites and Arkansas in the reds? But it would look good either way. All right. So that's Brad's second pick. You're going to get three more, Brad. Here's mine. And I didn't have that on the boards. So that allows me to go for a primo bowl, in my opinion, the sugar bowl. I don't know where you had it in your pecking order. Oh, man. Ole Miss. Was that close for you? That's close. All right. Ole Miss versus Baylor. I did some research. Matt Corral's playing in this game. Does that surprise you? It does. And I'm not even sure Matt has spoken to his agent yet, but he has now announced twice, Trey, on his Instagram account and to media members that he is playing. And I mean, heck, they're going for their 10th win. He should be playing, right? 11th win, excuse me. Even if Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon is not healthy, by this game. I like what I see in Blake Shapen as maybe the future of Baylor. So that's going to be a fun matchup. Of course, I, I think the and this is, of course, on New Year's Day at night in, in New Orleans, which is going to be fun. But I think the matchup here really is Lane Kiffin versus that Dave Aranda defense and just two polar opposite guys. Dave Aranda, they get, they get the fourth down stop, just acts like, what's the next play, man? Arms crossed. Lane Kiffin, I mean, you see it better more than anybody, Brad. He he gets a long bomb for a touchdown, and that play sheet's in the air. So just and, two different and cats. Two, and, and those are two motivated teams. You know, we're, we're, look, we're looking for teams during New Year's Six who, you know, may not have won a conference championship. Baylor did. But, you know, they're, they're going to come into that game motivated. And I, I think two really elite teams. That's, that's a great pick by you. All right. Three games left for each of us. Who's up for you? So my first off-the-wall pick, I'm drafting Florida versus UCF. I had that. Bowl. <laughs> Did you really? Damn you. Wow. Damn you. <laughs> so, so as you know, I lived in Orlando a few years ago, and man, those two fan bases were the ones I saw most often around the city, grocery stores, at theme parks, Florida UCF. And there, there's really some hostility between those two programs. You know, the Gators kind of view the Knights as little brother, and it's a rivalry game for UCF, and it's just kind of another game for Florida. You know, it's supposed to be a win for the Gators, but, you know, both seasons all about motivation, as we mentioned. And outside the college football playoff, this is one of the better games. December 23rd, right before you know the holidays really kick into high gear. So I think UCF will be super motivated in this game in Tampa. And it's a dream matchup for the Gasparilla Bowl. I've, I've been told by some of those folks they're expecting a sellout down there. I think December 23rd is always one of the best days of the year because you're in full on holiday mode, but like yep. the, the events haven't started yet. So you have a little bit more time. So that's, that's a great day for a bowl game. And then like Brad, answer me this. If Florida loses to Central Florida, will the Gators entertain any trash talk from Central Florida for the next few years? Or will they just say, dude, it was our worst season in years. We had an interim coach and we didn't care. So, so those two programs have a three-game series coming up, but the first game isn't until like 2028. It's a it's a home and home series, three games, you know, one neutral site, and I don't know that that's going to be a long time worth of bragging rights if UCF's able to beat up on a bad Florida team. Yeah, no kidding. All right, my third pick. 
I'm actually rearranging my board right now because I kind of thought you would have gone with this one, but I'm going to go with the Cheez-It Bowl, Brad, on Wednesday, December 29th. This is Clemson versus Iowa State. What in the world does Clemson look like without Brent Venables on the sidelines? Does DJ Uyangalele look refreshed from a few weeks off? More importantly, for the for the complexion of the game, who has the motivation? Clemson finished strong. What did, you know? They they have a lot to prove. I in short, I think this is a very motivated game between both of these teams because Iowa State, just like Clemson, did not have the season it wanted to have. These were two top ten teams preseason with college football playoff aspirations. Iowa State's a very proud team. A lot of great seniors on that roster. They're not going to be opting out. Matt Campbell versus Dabo Sweeney. This is to get this game in the Cheez It Bowl. In August, you would have paid a lot of money to go to this game, Brad, thinking right. it's like a playoff semifinal, perhaps. So to get it to get it in the Cheez It Bowl, I had it a little bit further down my list, but I saw it sitting there at three, and I was like, "Ah, eh, man, this this could have been my number one overall pick." So I'll go, I'll go Clemson, Iowa State with my third bowl pick. So my fourth bowl pick is another off the wall pick that I know you don't have on your board, so you're safe on this one. We'll go to the Armed Forces Bowl, Army versus Missouri. Correct. I did not have that. <laughs> so. You know I'm a bowl fanatic, man, and really you have to be a maniac to include this game in a top five bowl ranking, but it's here for me because it's my favorite bet of the month. This is my hammer lock of bowl season. I don't care what the spread is. I'm taking Army. Uh, Jeff Munkin's 3-1 and one in bowl games at Army. This offense averages something like 303 yards a game rushing, second only to Air Force in college football, and you know I've, I've watched enough Mizzou this year in the SEC to know the Tigers hate tackling. They're bad up front probably not going to be good against an option-based team and they're going to really struggle. So lay the points, take Army, get rich, and enjoy an otherwise meaningless bowl game. And that's the only game on the 22nd. So it is. that's, yeah. Marquee that's matchup, a, baby. Yeah, and I, now that I'm looking at the calendar, I'm disappointed because the 23rd, Brad, which I mentioned as a great day to watch football, has the Central Florida versus Florida game, yep. the Gasparilla Bowl, only has two games. So I'm kind of feel, I kind of feel a little bit uh, shortchanged here. All right. My fourth pick, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech on the evening of Tuesday, December 28th. Mike Leach is obviously the coach of Mississippi State. He was obviously formerly the coach at Texas Tech, left in a, uh, it wasn't a good exit. I think he'll look back fondly at his time in Lubbock when he sort of changed college football. And in fact, one of his former prolific quarterbacks from his time at Texas Tech, Sonny Cumbie, has been the interim coach for Texas Tech all season. Just took the head job at Louisiana Tech, but is going back to coach this game against his former head coach. This is going to be awesome. Let me give you another subplot, all right? Texas Tech, as we speak right now, is in the Quinn Ewers sweepstakes, okay? Texas Tech versus Texas, as as Chris Hummer reports. How do you think those kids and, and the quarterback room think about that? So regardless of what happens with Quinn Ewers and, and regardless of where he goes, whoever gets to start here for Texas Tech, and maybe it's Donovan Smith, a talented redshirt freshman, is going to be trying to impress somebody. His, yeah. his future team are his going to the quarterback battle this spring against Quinn Ewers strong if Quinn Ewers does choose Texas Tech. So good quarterbacks plays. I, I love Will Rogers and uh, Mike Leach for his Texas Tech. For me, as a kid growing up in Texas, was uh, worthy of the number four overall pick for me. That's a good late round sleeper there. Mm-hmm. So this, All this right, your last pick, my, Brad. Uh, and this is my mystery relevant, but not in my heart. Hawaii versus Memphis in the Hawaii Bowl. You notice what's coming. So I saved this game for last because... Hawaii Bowl would be on the board. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick it. Yeah. Dark horse pick for me, but I'm 
I'm going to show some bias here. It's my favorite bowl of the 43 games we're going to watch over the next, you know, four or five weeks or so. So on Christmas Eve, most of my fondest memories I have with family, you know, around the holidays includes the Hawaii Bowl kind of on in the background as just random noise. But, you know, I, I kind of pay attention to it, but I'm I'm glad this bowl returned to December 24th. You know, now we get another treat this bowl season because the next day we have a Christmas Day bowl now with the Camellia Bowl. So that's my fifth pick, my, my favorite bowl game. And I'll be tuning in. Well, I agree with you on the Christmas Eve game, and it's always great to to turn on the TV, regardless of what sport you're watching and see somewhere sunny. So that's great. But Brad, there's no way the girls are going to let you get away with on Christmas Day <laughs> watching Georgia State versus Ball State in the Tax Axe Camellia Bowl, right? Whoever the Lakers play, I'll, I'll probably yeah. watch basketball that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good basketball day. All right. My last pick, I'm actually sort of torn here. I had three good ones to choose from because I made my board, right? I'm doing this. I'm doing I'm doing Music City Bowl, Tennessee versus Purdue on December 30th. The total is 63. Now, Brad, David Bell and George Karlaftis, Purdue's two superstars, receiver and defensive end, respectively, have declared for the draft, but have not announced their bowl game intentions. Will you help me read the tea leaves here? Because if we think that declaring for the draft but not announcing a bowl game intention means you're probably not going to play in the bowl, I'd probably scrap this game. But if we get David Bell in that Purdue offense with Aiden O'Connell against a Tennessee offense that has been ridiculous recently with George Karlaftis coming off the edge looking for Hendon Hooker, that game's on my, on, my, on my big TV. And if I'm Josh Heupel, I'm hoping George Karlaftis does not play because Hendon Hooker is going to fill it up on the stat sheet if he doesn't. So yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Underrated pick too. Yeah, and it's you know Music City Bowl, so it's here in Nashville, and the Tennessee fans are going to be. I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago they used to say, "Oh, you know, let's not do that game for the Vols because if if you have a fan base that lives there, you're not going to bring in the the tourism, whatever. You know, maybe they'd be like right. ah, Nashville." But it's been so long since Tennessee was in a. Actually, I mean they played Indiana a few years ago in a good bowl game, but it feels like it's been so long for Tennessee that do I think they're going to fill fill it up. My best Tennessee bowl memory from my bowl watching days is when Tyler Bray had the throat slash gesture. And I think that game was played in Nashville too, if I'm not mistaken. It might've been Charlotte, but I think it was UNC beat Tennessee in the music city. And that's when, yeah, ex Tennessee quarterback Tyler Bray had that throat slash in the final moments and Tennessee wound up getting beat. No, but Tennessee always makes for memorable bowl games. I remember like in 2014, they pounded Iowa in that one game, uh, either Gator or Outback Brad, Jalen Hurd. Josh Dobbs, and everyone said, here we go. Tennessee, top 10 team. It didn't pan out like that. All right, Brad Crawford, we appreciate you playing this bowl draft with us. I'm sure we each left a few good bowls on the board, like the Boca Raton Bowl and the, the Holiday Bowl. But uh, you know, this is for the best of the best. So uh, thanks for playing along, man. Thanks, man. All right, go follow Brad on Twitter, at bcrawford247. Does a just a tremendous job for the 24-7 Sports Network. Produces a ton of content, and I... Look, he's he's the expert. He's the uh, the world's foremost bull expert. So good for him on that. Got a lot of coaching search stuff trying to play out here. What's Oregon going to do? Saw that they requested permission to speak to BYU's Kalani Sataki. That'd be a great hire, in my opinion. And then we've got fallout here, too, from the transfer portal. Chris Hummer, 24-7 Sports, reports that Ohio State has backed off of Eli Ricks, the very talented LSU cornerback, because Ohio State is worried about possible attrition from its own defensive back room if it brings in Ricks. To that, I say, can't you guys all play nicely? There are at least four defensive backs on the field at each time. We could probably figure this out. So anyway, 
And then, of course, Quinn Ewers. I'm recording this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Who knows? Something could happen immediately. Texas Tech in Texas, 50-50 toss-up is what we're hearing as far as the latest there as Quinn Ewers goes. Our producer is Lance Flynn. My name is Trey Scott. What a busy time in college football. Great time to have a daily college football podcast. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.